0: Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you praise. Thank you for another wonderful day. Oh, thank you that you're a good God. Thank you. Thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for another opportunity to hear and receive your word. Lord, our hearts, our minds are open today. We receive your word with faith, Lord. With meekness, with gladness, Lord. Thank you, righteous Father. Glory to God. What a a wonderful name you are, Lord Jesus. Thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hey, who is happy to be here? Amen. <laughs> yeah. Jesus is wonderful. Yeah. Do you love Jesus? Amen. Do you love, let me ask you that question again. Do you love Jesus? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> praise God. Your love for Jesus should be greater than anything else you love about this world. You know, I've been thinking of late. I'm like, I've been thinking about the glory of meeting Jesus someday. You know, that is greater than anything else in the world. It's, it's, I I don't know whether you've taken time to think about it. How that this Jesus that we, we've we've believed in, and we've not seen him for years. We're going to see him face to face someday. And I'm looking forward to that. You know, I talked to him. I said, "Lord Jesus, you are so wonderful." Mm -hmm. I remember some uh, some months ago, I was preparing to come to church in the morning, and I was talking to the Lord. And I looked at Pastor Dave. I'm like, Pastor Dave is older than Jesus. How Jesus was, (laughs) but but he recognized he worshipped this Jesus. And I thought about almost all of you. I'm like, okay, at least Jesus was older than me, so I can understand that. But I was like, Lord, you are more than a man. You're more than a man. He's bigger than religion. And you should be excited about meeting Jesus someday. Because the Bible says that he shall come to be admired by all them that love him. Oh boy, what a day that will be. I I, I feel like I'm stirred in my spirit to to remind you of that. Because sometimes you can forget that there's a life beyond this earth. You know, Jesus is coming back really soon. He's coming back. Oh, boy. I, I, I sing this song and remind myself, Christ is coming, the King of glory no more sorrows no more weeping no more crying tell the story to the nations hallelujah Amen. he's coming by and by he's coming back and we got to get we have to get our families ready we have to get our friends ready because Jesus is indeed coming back and you look at what is happening in the world all around the world and it tells you that we are closer than many people think yeah. so you should be excited I remember on, on, on Sunday, uh, Sunday morning, I was talking about the fact that if a manufacturer comes out and says, we have a new version of a phone that you're using, I, I think most of us are going to be happy. How many of us got uh iPhone, or whatever they call them, 12, whatever? I remember a lot of people were so excited when they said the new one was in, because yeah. they wanted to get away with the old one. And that's how this world is right now. Is an updated world. I mean, it's an old world. And An updated version is coming better than this world. The Bible says, Therein dwells righteousness. Praise God. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You should be, listen, love Jesus more than you love the things of this world. You know, I, I'm saying this because sometimes your personal experiences could have, many, many people, their experiences of life have stopped them from believing in Jesus. For instance, maybe they asked God for some things, and it it didn't quite happen the way they wanted it to happen. And they begin to doubt. But you see, listen, this life, your life on earth is more than just this life. This earth is a passing phase; We're just passing through. Hallelujah. Can Can I get some volume on this? I'm not really hearing myself that well. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, um, i was taking notes, so if there's something you need to ask me about later, I'll tell you. All right, <laughs> sounds good, Steve. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. So, I'm going to be sharing with you uh, briefly by, uh, uh, on a topic titled living, living, living by Faith. The life of a Christian is a life of faith. That's supposed to be your lifestyle. your lifestyle, I should say. The Bible says that God has dealt with every man. The measure of faith. You know, some people say, oh, I wish I had enough faith. If I had enough faith, my life would be different. You already do. Because the Bible says God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So you have faith. You don't need huge faith. Jesus said if you have even little, as, as a grain of mustard seed, he said you, can, you can make a lot happen. Hallelujah. So we are living in a day where... It's becoming difficult to have faith in the gospel, and you must recognize the day we are in right now. Because the Bible says, in the latter days, in the last days, it, it will be difficult to become a Christian. We are in those days, folks. These are the days. I, I like something Pastor Dave said some days ago, uh, uh, some some months ago. What he was saying that it, actually the last days started in the days of the apostles. When the Holy Ghost came, you remember when, uh, on the day of Pentecost, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues, people said, these guys, I mean, it's so early in the morning, they are already drunk. Peter said, no, these are not drunken men. This This was a fulfillment of what God said through the prophet Amos, that in the last days, listen, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So the last days actually started when the Holy Ghost came. So we are actually in the last seconds of the last days. And you have to be ready. The rapture of the church could take place anytime. time. I know some Christians don't like to hear that. Because they are so glued to this world. Some say, I'm yet to get married. Wait, Jesus, you have to wait until I get married before you come. No! I tell the Lord, I'm ready. I'm like, I'm like John, who says, So come, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, I, this is just a short exhortation. No matter what your experiences have been, don't let that destroy your faith in the gospel. Don't, don't do that to yourself because there are challenges in life that you, there are many things that you may never understand. I like what Pastor Dave says. He has a, a particular box. I, I, I've forgotten how he titled it, but like, is it like a box that of the unknown? So when he asks for some things and it doesn't happen, okay, maybe this is part of that one. He pushes it inside and keeps on going. Yeah. And that's how we have to be. Because sometimes you can be so de- uh, devastated by a particular experience in your life that you stop growing in your faith. And you stop applying the word of God in your circumstances. I've been talking so much; I've not quoted a scripture. I know you're waiting for me. All right, let's go to the Bible. Hallelujah! Are you excited to be here? All right, let's let's go to uh, Luke chapter eighteen, verse eight. I actually would have loved you to maybe to to go to verse six, but if you have verse eight, it's okay. I said uh, Jesus is it, talking here. He said, "I tell you that." He will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith in the earth? I meditated on this on this question. Jesus said, When the Son of Man shall come, shall he find faith in faith in the in in the world? What's gonna happen? We are in the day. I told you that we are in the last days. Because, let me tell you something. You know, some, some, some years ago, they used to tell us that um, science believes is about facts. With science, if you can't prove it, it doesn't exist. And they were fighting people who believe in God. They told you that you are stupid. How can you believe in someone that you don't see? But these days, the language has changed. If you've noticed, subtly, they've changed the language. Believe in the science. Have you heard it of late? Yeah. They are telling you to believe in science. Yeah. I thought they said science was about facts. Facts. What, are, what they are telling you is to express. Science is a new religion, whether you know it or, you, or not, is the new religion. The moment you begin to believe in something, it goes beyond the realm of facts. You are expressing your faith. So he has to put your faith in science. That's what they're asking you to do. Yeah. So we, got, we, we are in the last days. You have to understand it. So Jesus said, when the Son of Man shall come, shall he find faith in the earth? The Bible says there shall be perplexity of nations. A lot of things are going to be happening. The, the, the Bible says men's heart failing them for fear. Look, and, and look at what's happening. Everybody, people are running and hiding. There's, there's a virus that science has no cure. It, it, there's madness going out there. And that's why you've got to express your faith in Jesus Christ. This is this, the, the importance of the message of faith. Cannot be overemphasized, especially in our day, in in where we are right now. And I remember on Sunday, Sunday school, when I was teaching, I told you that this is the time you got to start using your faith. Because science has failed. And it will continue to, it's been failing all the while. It's just that they just notice it right now. But that's a wake up call to the church of Jesus. God is calling your attention. God is saying, it's, it's time to express your faith in me fully. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I said in the beginning that your life is a life of faith. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. I would like to read that from the CV version. It says, but we live by faith, by faith, not by, not by what we see. Now, observe that very clearly. The world tells you, if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. God tells you the opposite. God says we walk by faith, not by what we see. We live by faith, not by sensory perception. Not, the way, not, not what our eyes can see, not what we can touch or taste, whatever. We are not living by our five senses. We live by the word of God. I, 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 I want to define faith to you. It is, the best definition in, is, is, is in, in, in Hebrews chapter 11 verse, where it says, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Listen, it, it only, it's only God who can tell you what faith is. Because he's, he's a faith God. He's the only one who can define it. You can check the best dictionary. You, can't, you, you wouldn't find this definition. It's a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, you can write this down. Faith is actually the response of the human spirit to the Word of God. You see, faith is not a mystery to a child of God. I told you in the beginning that every Christian has faith. The Bible says he's dealt to every one of us the measure of faith. So, it is your lifestyle. The way you live is that "The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight, not by sensory perception. My, my, my trust is not in the government. Yep. You know, some people thought, uh, uh, I don't want to mention them, they thought that a particular government was their, their problem. Yeah. Oh, it's a terrible government. So they kicked the government out. And they brought a new one and they found out, well, it's the same. Or it's even worse. And listen, that has been the case all over the years. Don't have, your, don't have your trust in the government. Put your faith in Jesus. Amen. Put your faith in the Word of God. Hallelujah. So let's read that again. Now, faith is the substance of things, so for the evidence of, of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. I'm going to verse 3, which I talked about on Sunday, Sunday school last, uh, last week. It says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. I remember on on, on Sunday I was saying that the word frame is from the Greek word katatizo, which means to mend, to fix, to construct. Okay, so it tells us that God created the world. The, in any anyway, the, the word worlds is, is the Greek word eons. It's the eons of life, the, the, which means the cause of life, your cause of life. It was framed. Was faked, faked by the Rhema of God. It tells you that you can, you can frame the circumstances of your life. You can frame the direction that your life is supposed to go. Yeah. Listen, you have to understand this. Don't be a victim of the society. Yeah. That's not the Christian life. God, We've been called to a life of glory. A life of victory and glory. You can walk in perpetual victory. It's, I, like, I like Deb quoted the scripture some, some weeks ago. He said, thanks be unto God. By the way, Deb is just so powerful. I've been, listening to, I've been listening to your teaching on renewing the mind. Oh, my God. We have great teachings in this church. So, I, I, listen, you have no excuse to live a life, to live below your, below your calling in Christ. We've got all we need. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus is wonderful. He's wonderful. And, and I thank God for all of you. Pastor Randy, Pastor, Pastor Dave, Pastor Jeannie, we are learning so much here. So we got to put, listen, the Bible said to whom much is given, much is expected. If you live below your calling, you can't blame God. Because, listen, God doesn't owe you anything beyond opportunity. If God wants to change your life, he provides you the opportunity to hear the word. And that's, and that's what we hear in here, right? So let's act on the word. Hallelujah. Okay, so I said, through faith we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God is a faith God. God is a miracle God. There are people who say the days of miracles are over. I wonder what kind of Bible they're reading. How, who sold you that lie? Oh my goodness! You don't have no gospel. The gospel of Jesus is 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 a. Did they forget who Jesus was? What was natural about Jesus? What what was ordinary about him? Is it is it being born of a virgin? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Listen, the, the Bible said, Jesus said something to the Jews. He said, "You've made the word of God of no effect because of your traditions." I remember some, I was sharing something with some days ago. The Spirit of God was talking to me. He says, "At this age, at this time of your life, you can't hold anybody responsible for any wrong thing they taught you. They taught you you can't say that I, my where I grew up from they, they taught me the wrong thing, so I, I grew up believing the, in the wrong thing. You've come of age." You're supposed to search the scriptures. I like, I like what the Bible says about the Berean Christians. It said after they had heard Paul preach, they went to search the scriptures to see whether those things which he said were so. And that's what God expects us to do. You have to question what you believe for years. In the light of the word of God. People are sick because they believe that God put the sickness on them to discipline them. The people with that kind of notion, oh God, we put American English, you put that thing on me so that I can can keep serving him. This this is the devil. God doesn't give people sicknesses. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 is not part of the scriptures that I gave you, but it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good. Listen, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. How would, How will, listen, if sickness is from God, why would Jesus be taking be taking something that God has put on his children to discipline them? Why would Jesus do that? Yeah. The reason why many believe that is because they don't understand what faith is. Yeah. They think faith is something, uh, I don't have it. You do. Yeah. It is just responding to, to the word of God. It is not, it's not rocket science. It's not something that you have to uh, conjure somewhere. You already have it. All you need to do is act in consistency with who you already are. I'm a child of God. You can't talk me out of that. Let's, let's go to the Bible. <laughs> Praise God. Are you receiving something? Now let's go to Hebrews chapter... I've already read Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Let's go to Romans chapter... 1 verse 16 to 17. It says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Listen to the communication of Paul, this great man of God. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God on his salvation to everyone that believe it. Oh, look at that. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Hallelujah. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So you live by faith. Not by, I I remember I was thinking about something days ago. There are two two things I found out that God said cannot please God. Number one, he says, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And he also said in in Romans chapter 8, They that are in the flesh cannot please God. So every day of your life you are either walking in faith or you are walking in the flesh. There are no middle grounds. Because you are either living by the word of God or you are living by your senses. So so what life what life do you live? What what, what how is your life every day? Is it by the word of God or by your feelings or experiences? You know Ann has gone through a very rough, a very tough moment. And I remember, you know, she texted me back and forth. And I was praying. I was praying in my in my room. I was getting scared and disturbed in my spirit. And I'm praying. And I'm praying. I'm praying for the boy. And I'm praying. And, and eventually we heard the news that uh, the boy had passed. And you know, in, in your spirit, you might want to get discouraged. Because we prayed, right? We did the right thing. We, we confessed the word. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to be like Job. In, in when things go bad, and, and not in everything, but this, this is what Job said. Job says something, he said, though he's slay me, yet will I trust him. Even when things don't go the way you wanted it to go, Jesus is still Lord. That's the resolve that you have to come to your life. Jesus is Lord. No matter what my experiences are, no matter what, 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 does, what didn't work the way I thought it should have worked, I said, Lord, you know, you know all things. You understand beyond my mind. Maybe I, I, didn't, I, I haven't figured out all that I needed to do. But I'm going to trust you and keep walking with you. Amen. So I, I consoled with you, Anne and the family, but I, I, I was really pain because I've I've been praying. Yeah. Yeah. I really prayed for the boy, yeah. but I said, Lord, we didn't lose him. <laughs> we, didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't. Because in reality, if you love Jesus, you want to, Paul said it's better. To depart from this earth and be with the Lord. It's, it's far better. And you should be excited. I, I always, I've always said that the only reason why you should want to, be, you should want to live is because of the gospel. If, you, if, if, if that's not the reason, you are wasting time. You are wasting time. So you didn't lose anything. It, we know it's painful. It's painful, but we're going to see Parker someday. That's our hope. That's our hope. And you, you, this is the confidence we have in the Word of God, that God's Word is always true, regardless of our experiences. When you have, when you think like that, the devil cannot put you down. I remember I was sharing something with Deb and the, and the husband. I went over, I was working on something, and I... I I was like, it was going to happen, and somehow it didn't show up. So the devil began to whisper in my ears. He says, you see, the word of God doesn't work. I told you. And I shouted. I said, Lord Jesus, you are so true, and your word is real. Regardless of my experiences, your word is dependable. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I said, devil, you failed. You got to try again. It didn't work. Don't doubt God. Because, because we are in the last days where the devil will want you to doubt the word. Jesus said, when the Son of Man shall come, shall he find faith in the earth. It means a lot is going to be happening. Yeah. With, with, with people being afraid. Listen, do you know that many people people started as Christians in 2020. But by the end of 2020, they've rejected the faith. Because they are they are listening to another voice. The Bible says that before the coming of the Lord, there shall be a great falling away from the faith. There are people who who trusted in God, with the pandemic happening, they've put God, they've thrown God out of the window. They are waiting for medical experts. You know, I, I, I don't want to mention names. They, they, they all right. Let me leave that alone. Praise God. People are watching, right? Yeah, so I'm I'm very careful of what I'm saying. I don't want to become the news. Praise God. All right. Let's, let's read uh, Psalm 20. Pastor Gina shared a scripture with us last uh, two Sundays, and it was really inspiring. She read, uh, when she was leading worship, she read Psalm 20. And um, this psalm, I meditated on it for years because I was at a particular stage of my life and I was meditating on that song. So I can literally, I can recite everything. So when she was, when she was reading it out, I was jumping and reading it. So I want to share with you uh, some two verses that are very important in our days. Psalm 20, verse 7 and 8. It says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Praise God. That's what faith is. Where you trust in God, not in the government. Not in the system. Listen, you trust, you put your faith in God, not in the systems of the world. Praise God. So some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we remember the name of the Lord our God. Listen, look at those who trust in, in, in the flesh, who trust in the system. What happens to them? Verse 8. He says, they are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Hallelujah. So it tells you that if your faith is in the Lord, you will be standing strong, regardless of, of what happens in the world. And I remember, I remember I was, I was, let's, let's go to uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Let me show you something about the, the armor of God. And what, and what the Lord says about putting on the armor. He says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we rest not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able... To withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Hallelujah. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Having your loins girt about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, this is what what I'm getting to. He said, above all, taking the shield of faith. Above all, God is dealing with priorities here. That in everything, put your faith on. Because we are living in a very wicked, this world is getting wicked every day. Mm -hmm. Listen, I I told, I I remember I've been talking with Kojo, and I told him that, look, for the people of the world, it's never going to get easier for them. The world is going to get more wicked. Listen, let me me break the news to you. 2021, 2022 is going to be worse than 2020. And 2021... Listen, you've got to know that. The Bible says the darkness shall cover the earth. In Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. It's a darkness shall cover the earth and grows darkness the people. But in the midst of that, what did he say? The Lord shall rise upon you. Glory to God. And his glory shall be seen upon you. Listen, the darker the night, the more brightly your light will shine. That's what Jesus said, you, we are the light of the world. The only reason why we need this is because there's darkness. For instance, if you, put up, if you put up the light, the whole place will be. You don't need to invite that darkness. Yeah. Darkness is present. But we, we show forth the light of Jesus. Hallelujah. In our world. Praise God. And we will do that till the king comes back. We are waiting for Jesus to come. And you remember I was telling you on Sunday night, I was saying that Jesus is not coming for a weak church. It's coming for a glorious church. It's coming for a triumphant church. Yeah. Praise God. So we, we are not those chickening out. We are not like, oh, Jesus, come for us. We, we are so beaten by the devil and, and thinks I'm, I'm all messed up, and we are looking for you to come take us. No, we are, the Bible says, dead dwell dwelling. We dwell in Zion. We dwell in the kingdom of God. We walk in the light of God's word. We dominate the circumstances of life. So our life is from glory to glory. It's at the part of the justice as the shining light. And what happens? It shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. So be, until Jesus comes, we are just going to keep on riding on with Him. We are going to be influencing our world with the personality of Jesus and with the gospel of our Lord. Hallelujah! So become the light. The environment wherever you go, let Jesus. I, I, I like, there's something I tell the Lord when I'm praying, Lord Jesus, thank you that you can count on me. Thank you that you can use me. Thank you that you can use my voice. I found out that, that my voice is important. Amen. That's right. Your voice is important. God needs your voice. He needs your hands. Amen. No one can sing the way you do. Right. No one can say the way you will say it. Right. So you are relevant. Don't think that your voice doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Praise God. I have a lot to say. <laughs> Praise God. I, I, I actually don't know if I'm able to teach on this. So your life is a life of faith, not the senses. There are people who say, I'm, I'm healthy because they feel he- healthy. They say, oh, I'm rich because they have a lot of money. But listen, that's not the life of a Christian. The Bible says he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. That ye through his poverty might become rich. That is the confession of my life. I'm not waiting, I, I don't have to have a million dollars to say I'm rich. Jesus made me rich. Do you know what it is to have the King of glory live inside of you? How could you be poor? It's, 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 I can't, it doesn't register in my spirit. Because having Jesus is greater than money. It's greater than anything that money can buy. You know, I, 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 did I share this with you? I remember I injured my knee some time ago when I was in, when I was in Ghana. And I, I decided to put the word of God to work. And I've been teaching you this. If you have listened to me, you realize I've always told you, put the word of God to work. The name of Jesus works. So I put my hand on my knees, heal in Jesus' name. That, that's what we do. I don't know the last time I went to the hospital. And I don't plan going. Amen. Because I found out that, that the name of Jesus works. If you just use the name. Use the name. We say, it said, God has given him a name that is above every other name. I don't know whether we really believe that. That at the name of Jesus, what should happen? Every niche should bow. Of things in heaven. Of things in earth. And things under the earth. And every tongue will confess, should confess, must confess that Jesus is Lord. Amen. So you can subject, listen, you can change anything. I shared with you on Sunday how I got, I got sick of malaria in, in Africa. And, and the malaria defied all medication. And one day I, was in, I, was, I went to shower and I was, dropped to the, I was taken to the hospital. I, I didn't know what happened. They put a bunch of drips on me and they discharged me the next day. But I was worse. They tested for everything. For HIV, AIDS, for all the things. It all came negative. But I was sick. And I began to, I got the message of faith. And I, I began to put the word of God to work. I meditated on the word of God on healing. And I remember I shared with you on Sunday. He said, if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ, will also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. I was talking like that every day. I felt terrible, but that's why I can teach. I can teach this because I have proved it. I'm not waiting to feel better to say I'm I'm well. No, the word of God says I'm healed. So that is my confession. That is is my mentality. I began talking now. I said by his stripes I'm healed. Jesus healed me. The healer lives inside of me. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. The Holy Ghost lives inside of me. Listen, there are many people crying for, we want double portion. Double portion of the anointing. In 2020, they want double portion. Uh, 2021, they want triple, quadruple portion. Listen, you are wasting time. Because the healer lives in you. Listen, the anointing is the effect of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, a person's effect and the person himself, which one is greater? The Holy Ghost is greater. And the Spirit of God lives inside of me. So the healer has come to live in me. The anointing has come to reside in my spirit. That's why you can command your body to be healed. So I I put my hand on my knees. I said, me, be healed in Jesus' name. And I limp a little bit and I stamp on it. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. It didn't, it, didn't heal, it didn't get healed all of, all of a sudden. I, I, I won't give up. I'm not using no drug on it. Heal in Jesus' name. And, and that's how it went. That's how the malaria or whatever, wherever it came from, that's how it disappeared. Never to go to the doctor again. So you can use your faith. You can use the word of God. Speak the word of God concerning your health. Because I tell you, the world is getting crazy. And if you've been relying on medical science, it, listen, the pandemic should tell you, you've got to wake up. You've got to wake up. Because science cannot help you. Yeah, on. It's only Jesus who can help. Amen. And I found that, that his help is greater than any other. And it, it's so fast. Praise God. I, I don't know the last time I took uh, no medication, no drug in my body. I'm not, I'm, I'm not telling you something that I, I've not experienced. There, there are Christians who live from drug to drug, medication to medication. Listen, the way you give attention to taking drugs, if you give attention to the Word of God, you'll be amazed. If you would just meditate on the Word. You know, in Africa, they tell you, they give it, oh, take one in the morning, one in the evening, and one in the night. Imagine if you can take the Word of God. You 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 have talking sessions where you just meditate on the Word. You put the Word inside you in the morning. You do that in the evening. You do that in the night. That's what the Bible actually says. That's what God told Joshua. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, your mouth, but you meditate on the day and night. I, I know I didn't give you that scripture, but it's in my spirit. It's that you will meditate on the day and night. That you make your way what? Prosperous. And that you have Good success. He said, the word of God is medicine to all their flesh. Oh, boy. The word is medicine. But we ignore what we have and we trust the world. But God is calling us to put our faith in his word. Hallelujah. I think my time is up. I only have like 30 minutes and it's it's up. If I have the opportunity to share again, I probably would teach on this, on living by faith, living by the word of God. Don't live by your feelings. Live by God's word is absolute reality. That's what Jesus said. I always tell when I'm talking to the Lord, I said, Lord, you said heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will never pass away. Lord, I thank you that I can put my faith in your word. Listen, you need to talk to Jesus. I said, Lord, I thank you. You are so real. You are so wonderful. Thank you for your word, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's lift up our hands and just talk to the Lord. Oh, thank you, blessed Jesus. Thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Oh, we give you praise, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for your word that, that, that is greater. Your word stands the test of time. Thank you that your word is dependable. And like Apostle Peter said, he said, We hold unto your word as unto a light that shines in the darkness. Unto the day dawn and the morning star arises in our hearts. Lord, we keep holding on to your word. In the midst of this dark world, we hold unto your word, Lord Jesus. We declare that your word is true. Your word, your word is real. Beyond our experiences. Lord, we thank you. So Thank you, blessed Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for coming tonight to listen to me. And God bless you. If, you. if you need prayer, if you want me to pray with you, you can I'll be ready to do that. God bless you. And have a wonderful night. Thanks, Pastor Randy. I appreciate it. And thanks, Pastor Dave and Pastor Jeannie, for the opportunity. God bless you. Yeah.